0: Hello, it's me. Um, quick piece of housekeeping uh, for this week's episode. Uh, Steve lost power at the end uh, during Old Guy, Young Guy. Uh, it's not going to affect the episode by any means. Um, it just gets a little wonky towards the end. So just warning you now. Anyways, enjoy the podcast. Mm-hmm. Steve, uh is this this is the first week, a happy first week of classes, right? Classes are back yes, in session.
1: Spring semester at Penn State, big
0: excitement. And there's how many inches of snow on the ground?
1: Probably six or seven. Hmm. That's pretty it's yeah. pretty good.
0: You guys are we have not we had maybe a quarter of an inch this weekend and, and now it's just raining. So um global warming's fun. Anyways, this podcast is fun. Uh this podcast is so fun that we have two episodes this week. Uh podcast name is stuff summer says with Steve, Steve. Um, and this will be our normal, uh, kind of check in what's going on episode. And then we have an interview that is excellent coming out later this week with Michael Weinrip, who is a Penn stater. He is a journalist author. Um, he's done 30 for thirties. He's worked at Grantland. Uh, I think he's had stuff in vice. He's had stuff pretty much anywhere on the internet, um, that you can find, um, it you, you'll you find it. Um, it It's he's a very talented writer um, thinks about college football, thinks about really college sports in, in general from a unique perspective. And we get into that on the interview. So thank you to him for joining it. Um, that will come out later this week for now. Let's uh let's dive into the normal stuff this week. We've got a quicker episode, I think, but we'll start with uh, the big news of the week and that's Michigan winning a national title. Um, how you want to do this, Steve? Do you want to do it? You want to, you want me to gripe about Michigan winning a national title first, and then we get into ESPN, or do you want to do ESPN and then?
1: Yeah, I do Michigan first. Okay. Go
0: ahead. Um, I don't know. I I am not going to overreact to the fact that Michigan was going to win a national title because I was pretty confident when I left Beaver Stadium on November 11th that they were going to win a national title. Um it's just annoying. I think that's the main thing because I'm just gonna go on a rant here. There's no fan base that is more that is more annoying or precocious or slightly arrogant than Michigan men and women. Um, and quite frankly, just something else to give them ammo just this is not great for anybody that cares about Big Ten football. Um, and particularly, the triad of, of Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. And, and I'm sure Ohio State fans are really suffering more. That being said, sky is not falling. Um, the world is not ending. I think Penn State is still in a fine spot in terms of them winning, winning a national title. Um, I think we collectively knew, everyone kind of collectively knew how good that football team was, was going to be. And boy, was it funny to watch that game last night and think about it from the perspective of I felt like I was watching the Penn state Michigan game all over again from November, um, maybe with a couple more little plot twists, but it was relatively the same basis starter set.
1: I think if you're a a Penn state fan who wants to be positive about it, right. That's gotta be heartening. If they're the coaching staff for Penn state, you gotta be able to say, look, I told you so, right. This is, this is who we are. We're as close as anybody else is in the country. We just happen to have this team and and the team from Columbus on our schedule twice a year up to this point, not going forward now. Um, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't surprised. I I figured Michigan was going to run the ball. They did. I guess I was maybe surprised in their pass defense a little bit, but it was I mean, on the back end of their pass defense. I, I just could they could they stop people from catching passes, but they didn't need to worry about it cuz the, the front end of their defense was giving the quarterback all kinds of trouble. Um So yeah, it was it was kind of what I expected. Good for the Big 10. You had a Big 10 team winning and a Big 10 team to be playing against them. So and if you're a Penn State fan, yeah, you've seen that movie before. Your team does as well as the team that was in the national championship game. It's just got to figure a way to get there. Um, and maybe by the end of this week or early next, Michigan's if things change there, maybe you're even more optimistic against your chances against Michigan. You know, at some point. So,
0: not to sound like a Michigan podcast, but it is interesting to see what happens with Jim Harbaugh because I, I think he's going to go back to the NFL, but. That's a, I
1: don't think there's anything left for him to do, right? Like he, you yeah. You can do what this. What you need to do? Check it off. The headaches are going to be there next year. People are going to question you, doubt you. The investigations are going to finish in the off season. It's just a no win. I mean, it's not my fight, but if it just feels like, gosh, you got nothing. There's nothing to prove. Um, but they're going to be. It'll be interesting to see what would happen then. Like, how do who get who goes there? How how does that work? What's going on? It's that's going to be interesting.
0: And also, now you get to go chase little brother. Yeah, little brother no big brother in in terms of winning a right winning a super bowl maybe um so anyways um the broadcast, game broadcast was very smooth um no major gripes no major qualms did you consume the traditional broadcast in that only cuz i that was i did not flip around or change channels and maybe that's because we have youtube tv and it's harder to change channels Yes.
1: You know. Um, yeah, the regular broadcast. I mean, it, it was, I'm sure some people thought it was light on context, right? About the struggles for the team and what they were overcoming, perhaps. But there's only so much that you can do. And no, I I, I clearly think old guy doesn't have to go watch Pat McAfee's alternate broadcasts. But That one, and I know there's others, but I'm sure that was the one that drew the most viewers. I, I want to watch the game. I want to, yeah. I, I think, I
0: think as we've delved deeper into the Manning cast era, which is what that, what is, it's the Manning cast era junior or Manning cast junior with Pat McAfee. I think the main thing for me is those are nice to have on as background noise, almost like, almost very much in the same way, like a podcast um, of like, this thing's happening. I'm going to pay attention to it, but also just kind of have it on in the background and not, Fully, a hundred percent pay attention to it. Now we know everybody that listens to our podcast pays attention to every single word that we say. Um, so that doesn't matter. Um, but I don't know. I think for me, I think it's still, I just want to consume the game and I want to consume it in a normal fashion. I will say it, if we had, if we, as I sound like such an old man, but like if we had normal cable where it was like Xfinity, like, and you can quite literally just change the channel um I would have probably flipped up to the skycast because I enjoy watching football that way I've been a big proponent of that should be our game yep. our main game angle um but the other thing that I was thinking about is I don't know like have we have we mega casted ourselves out and I kind of sort of think that we have mega casted ourselves out
1: yeah I don't know what the next steps are for them I mean Amanda Gifford maybe I'll tell us if they have something coming but I think they've there that feels like they've exhausted all the channels and, and approaches they can exhaust but the, the thing the thing is it's not costing them anymore to, to mm-hmm. add something right to add the home team broadcast or this group of people or whatever else it's not like the money they're spending for a few more people to be talking about something isn't ridiculous I mean isn't isn't some they might as well right like let's give people choices to see it in a different way.
0: I noticed a couple things I noticed last night was, and, and this is, some of this is related to the broadcast itself is it seemed like there, there was less of a conversation online about the broadcast and it was more about the game than maybe in other years. Um, and I think part of that was they didn't do the coach's room this year. And I actually, the coaches' room, I do enjoy like that's that, that, would be my default second channel. If I'm, if I'm watching on those, because I like to hear just because I don't know that much about football. I don't eat, sleep, or breathe football the way coaches do. So if they can kind of explain it to me the way they explain it, but then also maybe make it dumbed down enough for TV. That is interesting um, for me to hear. So I think that was interesting. I also just feel like, I don't know. I'm, I kind of feel like with all of the pressure I don't know if that's the right word, but all of the messiness, that's probably the better word of go that's going on with college football right now and the playoff expanding. I kind of feel like in some ways the average consumer maybe wasn't as plugged in, or maybe it's just people aren't using Twitter the same way they, they used to for these bigger sporting events. It, It just felt like it, there was a conversation, but it wasn't the main, like it wasn't, it was the main conversation, but it wasn't, the only conversation. And in other years that's felt like the only conversation Um, people that, that aren't college football fans tuning in. And I I don't know if I saw that from people that are outside of my college football bubble, so to speak.
1: Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So I I did think, um, I think that Chris and Kirk called a great game. I liked, I, I, as I feel like we see this a little bit more often and I think Fox maybe was the first ones to do this with Tom Rinaldi and Aaron Andrews, but the, the two having two sideline reporters is very helpful. Like I feel like I do get a lot more context and a little bit more information from them. I also think that, that Holly Rowe and Molly McGrath have the power to get to elicit good interviews, good conversations with coaches um, more so than, than others. Um, and I think that's why they are on that broadcast. Um, so I thought that was uh, an enjoyable aspect. The one thing that I didn't understand, and I don't know if you caught this before the game is, and I forgot about this and I don't know if they're trying to make it a thing, but I feel like they're trying to like do one shining moment pregame with this new John Williams song. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe,
1: there was a, I saw me because of the sports media, right? There was a lot of people that talked about it, and maybe there's some PR people pitching it. And here's the behind the scenes of how it happened. Perhaps not surprisingly, I would just like them to play a football game. Like you know, I don't I don't need that thing. I want a pump up video?
0: I want a pump up video, okay. but I don't need I don't need. Great, John but, Williams. I don't care.
1: I mean, I mean you know, because there was that part, you know, where there's a narrator, right? Like, and we talk yeah. about the thing and do whatever. I mean, so there's going to be something there always. So whether this thing becomes a standing element or not. And I would be willing to bet, you know, AB, ABC and ESPN when when they go to the SEC stuff, right? There's gonna, well, we know they're working on new music for that because because Amanda talked about it a few weeks ago, right? Still so be a, there'll be there'll be something for the first game. The SEC network stuff will change. They are producing TV shows, so I, I think it's not going to be there's not going to be less of that stuff going forward.
0: I will say one thing, and I think they did a nice job on the broadcast of itself. When you say producing TV shows, trip this in my brain. The one thing that is still uniquely vastly different about really the college football playoff championship game, than even maybe the final four or the national title game in itself, the basketball national title game, and certainly like the Super Bowl is they do a nice job of bringing the environment of college football in like there is no halftime performance there is no you know or and there's still these fan bases and, and they're relatively normal you could hear how loud they were you could hear the the energy in the stadium and i think at least like i'm never going to go to a national title game aside from if, when Penn State makes the national title game, sorry, when, because I said when in, my, in that one episode a few weeks ago. Um, but I, I want to at least try to kind of feel like I'm there a little bit, and I think they did a nice job on that on the broadcast last night.
1: Yeah, and I think the presentation of the games themselves hasn't gotten – I mean, there's shoulder programming or events around it with concerts and whatever else, but I think they understand that college football is a little different from the NFL, and it needs the bands and the fans maybe more so. So I think they're they're fairly true to that in terms of the CFP's presentation, and I think with home games on campus next year, you get that for the first round for sure. So I, I think that's something that that they know works. Um, there was
0: something else I was going to add, and I can't believe I completely forgot it about it. Um, so. I don't know. I think I think ESPN did a nice job. It seems like ESPN is going to be that was the other big that was the big thing I wanted to talk about. The weird ESPN alert that I got before the game, and I'm sure you did, too, or you at least saw the story of sources telling ESPN that ESPN probably is going to get the six year extension on the college football playoff rights exclusively. Nothing is more weird than when ESPN reports on ESPN. Like, it's just the the most bizarre situation um, that can happen. Just tell, just give me, I I don't care about the information that much. Just give me the press release, please. Just send me a press release.
1: Yeah, I think part of it feels like there are separate entities there, and they are, but it's kind of like when you work for a big university, right? Everybody sees the university as one place and when you have different entities doing it they're like i don't care you're all ohio state or you're all penn state or whatever and i'm sure that's how people feel about espn that situation how how can you guys not know why are you pretending what's going on you know it yeah. just it just looks i mean i know how it happens right because there are separate things but it looks silly in terms of the way it plays out to, to people who are consuming it
0: it's also a weird spot of a, a nom- anonymizing sources right like it's right. it's it's weird if it's anybody weird. should
1: have exclusive access it might be the espn folks
0: right yeah it's just yeah. it's like why not why not just say that whoever told you that you've is your coworker um okay that's it that's that's it for the national championship game oh last question do you want i was thinking about this last night obviously the the ratings do not warrant what the what the super bowl warrants like it will probably the college football national title game will probably be the 10th, 7th to 10th, off the top of my head, most watched sporting event of the year. Um, maybe a little bit higher than that. Um, but do you want funny commercials during the because I feel like you get the same six bowl commercials of like this is the same Chick fil A commercial? You got a lot of people watching. Why not give me like a funny commercial?
1: It's fair, yeah. I, I, I yeah, why not? Right? Like Ortiz, teased your Super Bowl, right? You're a month and mm. a half out, right? If you're going to invest in it. Somehow, do the tease to it to get you to whatever. So yeah, okay. and, it, and it's got to be you're getting what twenty five million viewers for the football championship game, college football playoff championship game. You know, go ahead and invest in them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I just so, I, that's so what at I'm least saying. different. If not funny, at least different. Yeah, yeah. Because this then, that is the basketball event. season, right? But then you can use those over through basketball, college basketball right. season. Yeah.
0: Right. At least to get you to the tournament. Um, right. and then we get the same for Samuel L. Jackson and Charles Barkley ads. Um okay. I wanted to ask about that. Um I think we would be remiss not to discuss uh, the big news around Penn State football over the last week because I think it came out the day after we published the podcast naturally. Um and that was that Julian Fleming is returning to State College. Well, not returning. He is coming to play football at Penn State. It's just probably four years later than most people uh, thought. He's taking his talents
1: be. to state college.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um, I I am interested. Let me let me get my rant out of the way, and then I'll let you. I want. I'm interested to hear from you on this situation. But uh, and then you also have Nolan Rucci, um, who, PA Kid, uh, legacy football situation, and went to Wisconsin. Now now transferring over. Penn State I I don't know like this this moment for me at least was my all right there's nothing I can do about the portal it's here to stay you have to embrace it like we have to enjoy it and I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have it be a sour moment of a Penn State player leaving that sours it I would rather it have be a happy feel-good story even if it doesn't work out in hype um, in the way Dante Sivas didn't work out, I at least, I at least am going to embrace this now. So I, I'm interested to hear from you, Mister Old Guy, about how you feel about the portal and particularly these two stories. Do you care, or are you just like it's an NIL deal?
1: Yeah, it's an NIL deal. Like I mean, it's just more player movement, right? It, it, it's it's my it's the second pro football team that I follow less than the Steelers now because it's the second pro football team in my life bringing in free agents, right? And and now, if we wanted to be honest about that, I could actually get behind it. If somebody wanted to tell me that Julian Fleming showed up because he's getting X amount of money for whatever and the, the new car from the Alexander dealerships, okay, then you're at least being honest with me and, and I understand where people's money's going. I just... I struggle with that. Like, it's great. I'm glad they got the two best kids in PA from the past couple of years that were missing from the list. Great for the program to be able to check that off their box and tout it they did. Um, I think it's, it is what college football is. That's where they've got to be to be competitive. They're addressing needs in the free agent field just as the pro teams are. I just think be honest with us. Hey, yep, yeah, it's the portal, but the portal means this kid just got this much money.
0: And that's, that's, about, that's coming. That's,
1: about, that's not happening now, but that's coming in a few years because we'll finally get that honest at some point.
0: That's about the take that I expected. I I don't know. I don't disagree with it because I, I do think, I think a percentage, a 70, 70% of moves are NIL related or driven. Do I think this is... Do I think there's also the case for moves of uh, like this one that is, or it, maybe not this one, maybe more so the Nolan Rucci than Julian Fleming situation of I'm probably not going to get reps here because Wisconsin's got this these two people ahead of me, but I might get re- reps at Penn State. And I do want to try to develop as a football player. I guess then we start to get into, you you said professional football. I think then we start to get into like Developmental league, I guess, would be the, uh, the way oh, I. Oh, good for put Noel
1: Mucci. His his probably is different. Maybe he's going to get more yeah. reps. I mean, Julian Fleming wasn't playing at Ohio State. Is going to, in theory, apparently walk into the Penn State football room and be one of the best, be the best receiver on the roster. I, I mean, I don't know, Not close, maybe. Um, so that one, that one feels a little more of a, of a business decision. But there's just a business with all of these. I mean, the kid from Ole Miss, Quinshawn Judkins mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, going yeah, to yeah. Ohio State. All miss is going to be good next year. I would think, right. I I, I don't know their stories. Maybe there's somebody else that they got coming in. that's a great recruit, but that seemed we. That feels like that kid's making some money and there's nothing wrong with that. It would just be helpful to know. Here's how the game is played.
0: From an outside perspective. Yes. That, that one. And obviously even the, the one, the Penn state ones are from outside perspectives. We have no inside sources or anything like that, but the, that one certainly feels like I just watched Ole Miss shell out million, a million dollars. I'm just making up numbers. No one knows the numbers, and that's the problem. Of I just watched Ole Miss shell out X amount of money to this dude, this dude, and this dude to get all of these transfers in. Hey, what about my take? And that, I, I, that's mm-hmm. why uh, that yep. one feels that way, yep. Um, yep. at least. So I think, I don't know. I I think – I don't necessarily want like salary info. I I I don't know. Like I just don't know what how. I think this is the problem, but like I, I just I do agree with you that there should be transparency. I even I don't even need to know that Drew Aller is making this much. I want to know of Happy Valley United's X amount of millions that they raised last year. Let tell first off, tell me that number. Give me that information. Because then we can, then you can actually like use that as marketing. Oh, Ohio State raised this much. Well, we only raised this much. Mm-hmm. Then, then you can provide more as a fan. Secondly, tell me the percentages of okay. And, and maybe they do it, but they don't they don't do it transparently or they don't do it aggressively. And I think as what I would consider us to be above average fans, we don't know that information. So I can't imagine that people that maybe go to one or two Penn State football games a year, watch most of the games on TV, but don't necessarily read and consume the way you and I do, I don't think they're getting.
1: like Maybe I don't the think people with the wherewithal getting. to give no. <laughs> maybe why yeah. you and I don't know. Yeah, But yeah. No, I think <laughs> the people that are invested in, in investing have a sense of what's happening, a strong sense of what's happening. And I don't know that I want to know exact dollars either, but I, it just feels dishonest to say, oh yeah, they're transferring, it, the transfer portal. The transfer portal doesn't function in a vacuum, right? It just doesn't. It, there, mm-hmm. it, is, it is part of a business transaction on both ends, whether it's a push and pull for whatever kid from whatever school. And I just think the sport would be better for, and I think we will be there in a few years where the sports, where that's just more commonly known.
0: Collective bargaining route, or we're just going to be transparent. Because I think it's going to go collective bargaining.
1: Yeah, it probably will. I mean, I just think that's scary for, from a lot of, I mean, athletic departments will, will frame themselves as separate, right? And do all that from separate from the university, but you just set up a different class of people. And I, and I, and, I, and again, the, the finances for it, the healthcare, the, all that stuff, it just becomes less about, it's kind of one of my rants from early in the season. Nobody asked these kids what their favorite class was, right? Anytime. Like, I don't know that I've been in a Penn state and I don't go very often, but whether it's football stuff or stuff I listen to or other things, even hockey, I I think I've asked a couple of kids about their favorite class. Right. And they've talked and okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't for a story. It was more like, I'm just curious if this kid knows what class they're in. Right. But so I'd be shocked. Football players, no football players get asked that stuff. Right. So more basketball players. So it's just not about that. Okay.
0: You know? I think you, I don't disagree with anything you said here. And I, but I also don't 100% agree with it, right? But no, I,
1: you're more comfortable I, with it being, and I'm not uncomfortable. I, it's yeah. just not mine, right? And I, and I, I, I'll find other things to support, not at their expense, not because I dislike it or anything. It's just I'm if I become more comfortable supporting other things now that I know the money that that's being made there. That's all. Okay, that's
0: fair. That's
1: fair. Um, I wonder if. Uh, hold on.
0: Let me put. I want to come back to this. Let me ask you a question. As a father of of two daughters, who chipped in at least, I would assume some amount. Do you feel? Do you, and I don't have kids, obviously, and I certainly don't have a kid in college. Uh, do you feel? Do you, as a parent, is does that have anything to do with your agitation towards NIL? Because you're seeing other students.
1: No, get funny no, because I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge the kid who's. Playing the guitar, right? In the bars and making money or or in the band. No, I just, I know it's flawed logic. Like I get it. I I was fully happy taking advantage of that kid for 30 years or whatever it was. But I'm also, I I also fully believe the scholarship has value. The room and board have value. The books have value. And I think that quarter of a million dollars or whatever it adds up to over four years, along with free airfare and free hotels and free healthcare is compensation enough? And maybe I blame the NCAA for not getting ahead of it soon enough. But at the same time, I, I what's worse than that, and I'll try not to have ranty voice, what's okay. worse than that are the athletic departments that have 16 ADs that do this and this and this. That's all on the back of the kids, right? So, so I don't begrudge the kids when athletic departments are growing like that. Penn State hasn't had a more student athletes in the past 20 years, but they have grown a lot in terms of administration mm-hmm. i begrudge that almost more than i begrudge the kids getting the money who are out there getting hit
0: well i was just gonna say it you don't have a problem with kids making money it's the the lack of transparency with the kids making
1: yeah the money, I, think, I think yeah is, i think so like I think i'd like to know is. what college football players make i you know and yeah, I, I, I have and i have more of a problem with the people who are making a livelihood off their backs when the kids were getting nothing. Like I do think when athletic departments have 16 associate ADs and whatever else, and I know the business world has changed. I just think it's, it's good for the kids and okay for the kids to be rewarded. It's just, it seems like a lot, but they're making a lot. The, the programs are making a lot. So I think it'll find it. It'll find its It'll find it. It's like water. It'll find its right level yeah. here in the next couple of years.
0: No. And I think, I think that's, I think going back to the transfer portal, that that in of itself is this. It's still what three years new, like four years new, and we're still. I think the other thing that I was thinking about: we're only halfway through the kids that have COVID years, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of kids that end up staying for six years until 2026. I'm interested to see after 2026 when there are less. There's less roster backup. If the transfer portal calms down in some other ways, because I think that also has something to do with it. Right. All right. That was a that was, I I just that was a good discussion. Thank you, Steve. All right. Um, let's briefly touch on Penn State's trip to Philadelphia. Of course, talking about Penn State basketball's trip to Philadelphia. They beat Michigan 79 to 73. Uh kind of came from behind. I watched the second half of the game. Um but my take has nothing to do with the game. And maybe this is cause I'm a Western ish PA kid. Um, by nature, I don't give a shit about the palestra. <laughs> I don't, I do not. I know that's strong language, but I don't, I, I, it means nothing to me. It, it I'm sorry. And, and I'm, I'm sure Dana O'Neill, if she listens to this episode will be very grumpy with me. Cause I know she loves that place. Um, but I just Penn State's got Penn, this is the, the I think the other problem with it is Penn State has two places to play basketball in state college two and yes they are having a return direct game <laughs> but it's essentially the same arena maybe it's a recruiting thing but I don't know like I I did like I did like Mike Rhodes said after the game that he wants to do games in other cities in PA. Pittsburgh being one, um, Hershey being one, a giant center game would be great. Invite kids from the hospital, In like make it the thon game. Make it like a, a community type day game, and I think that would be a lot of
1: fun. Um, thon game, just... that's an inspired idea down there. And they played, they played at Hershey Park Arena in the seventies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On feels like a regular basis, a couple times a year, a couple times, a couple seasons in a row, something. Um, it's funny. I was going to ask you about the Palestra game when I was listening to it before they came back because I was listening to Steve Jones and Dick Girardi lamenting the first half play and while I love their play-by-play and appreciate what they do, the worst thing they do is is predict and speculate like, well, they need to be within 10 by the half or it's just not going to be possible. They got to be less than 10 by the half or it's not possible. Well, guess what? They weren't, but yet they still won. Right. There's that kind of stuff. But they have seen enough basketball to know teams go on runs and dry spells that when they're like, oh, this team's on space pace to score 70 points today. And Penn State's now only got on pace to score 60. That's going to be trouble. Well, yeah, no kidding. If they score the same amount of points for every minute for what remains of the game, but that's not how the game works out. So why do you say that to me? Um, so I was grumpy about the Pelestra and was going to ask you about the value of it. So now you answer that question. Yeah. And 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 I'm it's a business question too. Like I would love to know. The, the cost benefit, right? Like what? how you get, you're going to ship everybody down there. The cheerleaders are down there that you're renting the facility for the day, or at least you're getting on the schedule. You've got to truck your whole stuff down there. The the play-by-play. I mean, the, the PA and Jeff Brown and to treat it as yours, that's not yeah. super expensive, but is it worth it? Does it get that many more? They likes, sold out though. Impressions, all that. I know. I-
0: like that's, and that's what I, that's what I don't understand about it. And like that goes back to the Western PA thing, right? Like,
1: well, Philly's a basketball town, Pittsburgh isn't.
0: Right, and and living in Altoona, growing up in Altoona, we did not have a, an NBA team. Philly people, pretty much anybody east of, of State College, you start to, even in State College in itself, you get people that are Sixers fans, and then as you get closer to the city, I just, maybe that's the appeal of why they go there, is, okay, like, I just think about the the typical... Del, Delco bro who is a Penn State football fan but oh, a God, Villanova we're,
1: we're the blaster. we're going I, bro, I'm, I'm, bro, sorry. Just, I'm sorry I'm sorry talking
0: I'm sorry I'm just saying like I I don't get it I don't you have friends from I, Philadelphia yeah and and okay maybe and maybe this is a generational thing too right like but I don't I don't even get that like my my friend I mean I've been to the palestra. I went to see Penn State play LaSalle at the palestra. And I was like, this place is a dump. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but (laughs) it's, it's just, it's, I mean, it was designed by rec, the guy that built or designed rec hall. And it's, it's, it's a larger rec hall. And I understand there's been important basketball milestones that have happened there. Allegedly. I have no clue. I have no context of them. So why, why does Penn State force it down my throats when they've got like that was the biggest takeaway for me, right? When we were when we were watching the game, when I was watching that game, I loved how the fans were on top of uh, the basketball court. felt felt a little high school basketball courty to it, you know, and like that good high. Good, when when Altuna and Holidaysburg play each other, stayed high, and Altuna play each other. No I'm no honored,
1: no, complaining. No, Altuna and Holidaysburg, The games I, in the posture.
0: I that's that's what I'm comparing here. Listen.
1: And it's just like there's a good environment. It was Why the not? Saturday when no when students weren't here. It was the come back to school. No, it was the Sunday. It was the come back to school Sunday.
0: Okay, fair.
1: Students may or may not be here. That's when it has to be every year. I I'm with you a little bit, um, but I think okay. that's the weekend that has to be. Like if you have a game that's around this past weekend every year, that's when you play that game in Philadelphia because and and they have that's 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 usually the first yeah Saturday in January is when they've done it because the students aren't here. And you're probably not going to get that atmosphere and you might as well go to Philly. I get it. Like, I, I don't know if, I don't know if like the number of impressions and, and certainly they sold out obviously, but like, what's the split on that? Like, did they make the money on that? Like, is it like, th- again, that kind of information would help me to say, you know what? Those cluster games are worth it. Um, and I don't know how you can, they won. It was a comeback. They're telling the story. Word white, good visuals, whatever else. So I, I think it was a, a, a thumbs up all the way around for him. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to bash the palestrian. I'm oh, so sure. It, it can be you. Okay, sorry. I
0: just, I don't know. I've never understood. Right. More than one friend
1: from Philly? Yeah. I, that's, what, like, that's what I'm saying here. Like, So your Philly friends don't like the palestrian either?
0: It's not that they don't like it. I don't think they care about it. And, and, and that's what Penn State is trying to sell to me is to, care about Penn State playing the palestra. And I think they should be trying to sell care about Penn State basketball.
1: That's fine. Hey, you know me, they're not asking me to climb anything, so I'm okay with it.
0: That's fair. That's true. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, okay. This week's old guy, young guy. I'm sure we'll be very grumpy. We this is a feisty episode. You
1: have been, yeah. Um, you
0: you say you have been, like you haven't been um all right this week's old guy young guy snow days steve
1: did you so yeah so i we were talking topics and i'm like well, what about snow days right because it was a it was a thing today like a couple of the school districts around here had snow days a couple of them had instructional online instruction days you were pre that you had full-on snow days when you were in school yes yes
0: yeah i saw that not what the hell is this Altoona apparently had one recently and i was like this
1: is no so no. so uh, the the a uh, uh, Perfect snow day was what for, for you like what what did the day Ooh, look like okay, a perfect snow
0: day was first off the snow day was announced either very like late late the night before or very early that way you could sleep in as opposed to um as opposed to just kind of waking up and the the better snow days were the snow days during the middle part of the week, however, as I got older. I, I realized that you have to make up a snow day, right? Like, you got to make it up with an in-service day. And that was always really annoying because that would always cut into, like, the latter half of the year. So then I became a big two-hour delay proponent. So that that was – I enjoyed those much more than I – because, and I know those are probably more headaches for parents. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed a two-hour delay.
1: So did you – What did you watch? Did you have a list of things you needed to get done if if people, if you were left at home, like what did a snow day look like that way?
0: Price is Right was usually on at some point. Um, I I treated a snow day as I would treat any day in summer growing up. Like, and I would watch, I would watch, probably watch Price is Right. I'd probably turn on the Dan Patrick show. Um, I would turn on really just... Probably watch as as many like that was the that was the struggle because we pre streaming right so like it was hard to find like you still the to ch- flip through the channels and and I didn't want to watch like Nick Jr. so you'd have to like kind of watch something else until the regular cartoons came on and then
1: did you actually was... go out in the snow at all on snow day?
0: Um, yeah, there were not every single snow day, but there were a lot of snow days where we would we would go up because we live. In the Juniata section of town of El Tuna, and there are lots of hills. So yeah. All right. I don't know if this is still recording. Hopefully, this is still recording. Steve lost power. Um, he's fine. Um, so um, yeah, this is this week's show. Apparently, we were we were grumpy this week, but I think it was a good episode. Um, check out our interview with Michael um later this week. It was very good, very, very thoughtful interview, very um good conversation. And other than that, uh, we've got a new website. It's called StuffSummerSays.com. On that website, there is a section called With Steve. Um, we've got emails. Mine's Darian at StuffSummerSays.com. Steve's is uh, Steve at StuffSummerSays.com. Mine is, oh, uh, my Twitter handle is at StuffSummerSays. Steve's is at Steve Samsel. Other than that, we're out of here. Bye.